Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 29. The one, the only, the beautiful Casey Cantanzaro. Part 1. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Now, Megan, I can tell you are chomping at the bit, waiting to talk about Casey. But just hold on for one second. Yeah, because there's something more important to talk about. More important, obviously. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see me last night? <laughs> guys, you guys were on too. Okay. Well, I oh, wasn't. no. We oh. missed you, bro. We did. We missed everyone. Oh, people no. were asking about you. When I walked outside of the course, people were like, where's the ninja dog? All right. Let's not talk about me. Let's okay. talk about how you guys dominated the course. It was awesome. I was like, man. Man, Megan crushed it. She got to. She did. She did awesome. Man, when we were watching her, because she ran first out of all of us. Yep. And she got to the the circuit thing, the circuit board. Yeah, circuit board. I I knew she was going to do it. I just knew she was going to do it. I was freaking out. I was like, she's going to finish the whole course. I was shocked. When she, like, bobbled it. I think it was mental. I think she's totally strong enough to get through that, and she just got a little confused. Megan, Megan, what what happened? What happened, girl? I mean, I think that it was kind of difficult being the first person to get to that point on the course when we were running. I had looked at the obstacle beforehand, but I didn't really have a clear-cut plan on what to do. And so I just kind of started doing the obstacle, basically, And one side had, like, a small circle, and the other side had a larger circle. So you had to put the small circle in the small circle and the large circle in the larger circle, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like blocks when you're a kid, like in the star and the star and the square and the square. So I start doing it, and it's fine. But then I put the larger circle into the larger hole, and then I notice that it's actually ending in a small hole. So it was like a trick one. And so I like freaked out and was like, oh gosh, I have to get out of this one. So I like went backwards to get myself out. But when I did that, then I started swinging. When I had the left hand out, I started swinging and I just like lost my balance. So it was pretty much just poor planning, I think. But And falling for the trap. I mean, like Ian told me after, he was like, yeah, I just stayed on the outsides. And on the outsides, there were no trick ones. And whoops. <laughs> oh, you still dominated. It was awesome though. Yeah, I mean, I was happy with my performance, so it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it would have been really nice to do the whole thing, but 
You still crushed. Oh. Clean it out better next time. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was something like that. I mean, but seriously, how about these guys, girl? I mean, it was awesome to watch them in person and then to see it again on TV. I think that they did a really good job. I think it's hard being on the show and like always being consistent. And I mean, I was, I'm, I'm a nervous watcher. So I was extremely happy when they finished because I was like, whew, they did exactly what I knew they could do. And they've just proven again that they're very consistent and very talented at this. So I was extremely proud of them and I was happy it was over because it's stressful. <laughs> it showed that what we had been doing was working out and it's just nice to see people live up to their potential. So you guys absolutely dominated though. You both finished it. I mean, you were two of oh. only four finishers. It was kind of a wolf pack night. I mean, I don't want to be too proud, but I was so proud of my wolves. It was awesome. Well, we got to give props to Adam Arnold, man. Yeah. He ran after me, actually. Totally. And he didn't rest. He just ran through it. And I was just like, okay, he's going to gas out. What? Oh, my gosh. He's still... Is he not going to rest? It was amazing to watch. And he finished, and he looked like a boss. Props to him. And then, of course, you know fellow party time member jake murray who's basically like a wolf yeah basically a wolf pack it did awesome dude jake good job man that was that was great i mean good job ian too and, and myself it was a hard course I, I was scared were you scared ian about that I hourglass was, drop or what i was a little nervous and when i i was the first person to finish you so were. I, just, I just really wanted to beat the course i, I actually <laughs> i thought well, you, you almost fell yeah i almost went down wait where, where you almost falling on the uh the, oh, uh, that's right. The, the Blade Runner, or what's it called? Disc Runner. Disc Runner, yeah. I, yeah, I, that I was... jumped and slipped. and <laughs> I was laughing. I like pulled myself up. I was laughing. I was like, that was almost I it. know. I had that a was heart almost attack out. There. Yeah. <laughs> that's like in Denver when I almost went in the drink. Yeah. Know? In yeah. my gold lame suit. Can you imagine if I had gone in on the first obstacle? Uh. We, we would have had to keep our eyes uh, <laughs> slightly squinted. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the whole... When, when you finished... I didn't think anyone else was going to finish. I didn't think... I thought when I saw the hourglass drop, I was like, we might have one or two finishers, maybe. And and, and then the circuit board after that, I didn't think it was going to happen. I I really didn't think we're going to have a finisher. I thought this was going to be the first time we didn't have a finisher. Just because, you know, how hard that hourglass drop is. It's it's really hard. But what a lot of the people didn't see on the show is they let us practice um, that jump. Before we went out, they set up a trampoline in the practice area. And if we didn't have that, that would have been, uh, it would have been really It would have been ugly. 10x harder. I mean, for oh, sure. Because yeah. you just don't know what the trampoline is going to feel like. If you get to practice, it's like slightly easier. Megan, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it was nice that they had the trampoline like simulator basically. I mean, I think they did that because they decided to put that obstacle in the second half of the course. Right. Whereas, like, in L.A., they had it in the qualifier, and then when they saw that people were messing it up, they couldn't fix it and make it easier or harder or, like, let them practice it, like, whatever they decided to do. And so since they did it in the back half, you're only going on it once. So they were like, okay, we need to make sure that we don't want everybody, but we definitely want some people to be able to get past this, so we're going to give them something to practice on. And I think... I think it was a really good thing to do because, I mean, people went out there anyway. Do you think you would have maybe fallen if you hadn't practiced or was it pretty like that's in your skill set? There's always a chance that you fall no matter what. For me, that was honestly one of the obstacles I was most confident about. Oh, cool. 
I like trampolines. So I like flying. Once I got past, like once I got on that bar, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And like I was able to execute. Granted, it could have gone the opposite way. Totally. I mean, in reality, it almost did because I was ready for the trampoline. But then after I lachéed to the second board, it was definitely with the S curve in it. It was it was not really what I expected. And it tilted so much that I really had to fight to get through it. And I just wasn't expecting that. And I think the fact that they let us practice that obstacle shows you how hard it is because no other obstacle ever on Ninja Warrior have they let us practice. It, just, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So for them to actually let us, they, it wasn't the exact obstacle. It, they just basically had a trampoline out there that we could well, drop off a bar. It's partially because they let the LA guys practice it last year after their... Be, and it was because of the failure rate was so high. Yeah, yeah, it's a massacre. Total massacre. Unbelievable. Okay, well, I guess we should talk about Casey. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely Casey Ganzaro. Casey. I love Casey. She is an amazing human being. Don't we always love our guests? Casey Catanzaro. Casey! Yeah. love you! <laughs> oh, my God. She, she's awesome. She is a superhero. She's a legend. The thing I love about Casey is that she totally broke down on national television and bared her soul to the world. I love her because she's a champion and because she finished the finals course, but she was so genuine. You remember when she just was like devastated when she fell? And that happens to all of us. At some point we fail. And she is the ultimate comeback story. She's still, she's the only one who's done it. The only woman who's finished a finals course, right? Yeah, no, she still holds that title. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, she's so positive. She's so positive and she's so athletic and talented. And she's had her moment where she shined. And then she's had her, you know, her failures, just like everyone has. And, you know, I, she, I think she does well um, with her failures and how she deals with them. And, you know, we all get depressed and, man... <laughs> yeah, no, I've been on top and I've been knocked out in the first round. So I I totally understand. And it's it's great to see her break down, but then come back stronger. And that's really hard to do. I mean, a lot of times when you fail, you just you want to just push that away. and It suddenly becomes less fun and you gravitate away from the sport or whatever you failed at. And to come back and be stronger because of it takes a really powerful person and soul. So I, I respect that. She keeps coming back, and she's incredible. I think that Casey always puts on a good show, and I think she's been really great for American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, have you gotten any time to know her? Have you had a chance to know her at all? I always get to hang out with her whenever we're shooting stuff, and she always comes to the qualifiers, so like all of the region, so I've gotten to know her over the years, and she's really fun and funny, and I mean, most of the time when I'm hanging out with her, we're just laughing a bunch, so... It's always a good time with her. Yeah, she's kind of like a super gregarious character. She's totally outgoing and I mean she's got a ton of fans just like just like you do. Everybody kind of looks up to both you guys as the some of the top female competitors. But she's had a really tough run and she's done pretty horrible the last couple of years, huh? I think she's had definitely a pretty tough time in the last few years, but I think she always handles it like a pro. And I think that's why people love her. And, you know, it's really good to see that 
no matter what happens, she's always in good spirits. I think it's good for other people to see because it's difficult to put yourself out there on a stage. So I think she does a really good job. Yeah. You remember when she like broke down and almost started crying on TV because she just had such high expectations for herself. It was the year after she had finished that finals course. Yeah. I think something people forget about is the fact that even though it is a show and it's like a competition, there is a lot of pressure, especially if you've done well before. Anyone who does athletics, it's hard to avoid putting pressure on yourself or feeling like there's pressure from other people. But I do think that since this is a TV show, there's an added pressure because, you know, yeah. we're working with people who aren't athletes. Like they don't know what to say and what not to say with the build up, with the interviews and all this other stuff. Like, you know, you're kind of in a different headspace than you would be in a regular competition. And I think one of the reasons, one of the reasons she is so amazing and fun to watch, it's her size because Let's face it. Yeah. She is not they don't make these obstacles for people her size. Totally. They, it's true. They the you know it's they make them for like the average height. It's all average. They just you know they can't cater to every height, every everything. And so she's on the total opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to you know size. She's amazing. She's legitimately running a harder course than we are. You know what I'm saying? Like she's running Oh, it's well, and, and and Megan, I mean, you're running just the you know a similar course because you're a little bit smaller than us, also. Yeah, I think when you're shorter, you are at somewhat of a disadvantage. I mean, there have been some guys who've been on the shorter side too, and you really do see it. It's a little more difficult at times. One thing I think she does have to her advantage is she is super light, so that can be helpful for her at some places mm. um, because she is so far in that spectrum. Whereas, like, I mean, I'm short too, but I mean, five three and three quarters is still not five feet. Granted, there are a lot of people still taller than me, but I do think the fact that she's lighter is definitely one of her advantages to being smaller. It is what it is. You can't all be the same size, so. Totally. Do you think that it someday that they should have like a men's and a women's course, or like a tall person and a short person course, or do you think it's great the way it is? I mean, I think it works the way it is. I'm not as into like a male versus female, but it would be cool to see maybe like a height, maybe even height and weight restrictions. I don't know, though, but that would be kind of intense. Yeah, it might be tough for them to do, but it would be interesting, wouldn't it? It's like weight classes in wrestling, right? I mean, I mean, but I think climbing sometimes should be like that, too, because there are definitely times where if you're a little taller or a little lighter... Or even a little smaller sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. It just all depends. No, it's true. I find that I get crunched up or balled up on some problems and I'm like, gosh, I can't do it because I feel like I'm too big. Yeah. So it does go both ways, but it does seem to usually help more if you're tall. So yeah. there's that. Definitely advantages to being tall. <laughs> totally. Well, she's a, a complete, you know, natural. She was a gymnast. And I, I just want to hear, you guys want to get into her, uh, her interview? Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a quick word from our sponsors and jump into the interview. So today we have an awesome and really inspirational guest. Casey Catanzaro is here. Casey, thank you so much for being here. Uh, of course. Thank you for having me. You're amazing. You know, obviously you have put in some historic performances. First woman to get to the top of the warp wall. First and only woman to finish a finals course. I mean, you've had videos go viral. You've been doing commercials now. You are like the preeminent female role model 
in North America today, I would say. It's unbelievable. Thank you so much for being here. Well, that's so sweet. Um, it definitely, as you read those things off to me, it kind of sounds, to me, it sounds bigger than it really is. But I guess just because I just kind of feel normal to myself, so I don't realize, um, you know, how important it is to other people. But I, I really love that. It's really such an honor. Yeah, I mean, but it, it must feel nice to hear that. I mean, you, you really did kind of change history in, in a lot of ways and you paved the path. What was that like? It just seems surreal. I remember after it happened, I remember after I finished the qualifying course in Dallas, I remember Brent saying to me, like, Casey, this is going to be huge. And in that moment, I felt excited. And, you know, you know, the ninjas and even the crew and, and everybody that was there was so excited because no woman had gotten up the warp wall before. And it was such a big feat right. that it did feel exciting. But I had no idea how big it would be. And then when I finished the city finals course, it was just like, I mean, people would look at me and be like, this is going to be insane. Like you, your life is going to change. You have no idea. And I, I kind of didn't fully believe them actually. Like I knew that it was awesome and I was so excited, but I really, I didn't believe them actually how much it would change. And I remember the first night it aired, it was just like, wow, you're right. Like people really care about this. I knew people did, but I didn't know that they would latch on to me so well. And it, it's been really awesome to be able to kind of be in that role. And so how has it changed? Walk us through it. I think everybody wants to, I mean, we've seen you in commercials, but what else? It's definitely changed in my everyday life because, you know, I, I see people all the time, whether I'm at the grocery store, the airport, you know, out to dinner or oh, totally. going to get coffee or something, you know, somebody will come up to me. And it, it's funny because a lot of times people will say, whether it's the person coming up to me or a friend that I'm with, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, you must be sick of this by now. And I'm like, no, how could you ever get sick of somebody telling you how you and your story have changed their life? You know, just personally, I don't think I could ever get sick of it because it's such an amazing feeling. I think that, you know, all of us in this world, we just want to, you know, we want to do good. We want to, you know, inspire people. We want to do something that's, that changes things. And I think that to be able to have people come up to me and say that I did that for them, or, you know, to have a little girl run up to me and say, now I know I can do what the boys can do. It just, it really is really heartwarming. I, I feel very lucky. You are very lucky. And, you know, you're, you're in the right place in the right time, but you have this really kind of amazing skill from your base of athleticism. You've had amazing training, obviously, with Brent. He's one of the best. He's made it the furthest uh, back in the day and paved the path for others. You know, what What would you say it's been like just being an athlete and, and having succeeded where so many pros and Olympians and and other male ninjas haven't been able to succeed. Yeah, I think that my gymnastics background has really helped me get through as much as I have on the course, you know, physically wise, but then also mentally. I think that a lot of things that people underestimate, especially if they're just watching ninjas go through the course, is the mental aspect of the course and right. how hard it is not only to be on that day, but to be at your best when you're nervous and when people are looking at you and when there's cameras on you and when it's two in the morning and all of these things that you're not just, you know, waking up and feeling great and running this obstacle course with no pressure. And I think that really being able to have, I've competed for so long in gymnastics that that mental aspect yeah. has been a little bit easier on me. Don't get me wrong. I still get very nervous yeah. and I do my best to, to keep it under control, but I think that I'm pretty tough mentally and that's really helped 
helped me get through the course. And it's been really amazing to be able to, you know, have broken that barrier, but then also feel like I could keep up with the guys. You know, when I completed the uh, city finals course in Dallas, you know, not even all 15 men that com- that qualified had completed it that right. year. So I think just kind of being in that top half of people and being viewed as a person and not just as a woman that's doing it. You know, when someone says, oh, you're good for a girl. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? You know right. what I mean? It's like, no, I-, I felt like I was viewed as an athlete. And that's what I want to see us women get to where it's to the point where we're mixing with the men and we're not just separate as, oh, you were one of, you know, you were kind of good for a girl. It's like, no, you kicked in general, period. Well, you absolutely demolished the course and it was so much fun. I got to tell you, me and the rest of the pack, we stood up and we were cheering and we were freaking out. It was the coolest. It was just the, the coolest thing to see. And then over the next couple of days, you know, I think all ninjas, the show, I'm sure you were just glued to the to the numbers as this YouTube video goes viral and you're going through through the roof. What was that like to watch that video go viral? It was pretty cool to watch the video. Actually, there's a funny story. So when my city finals course um, aired on TV, I was actually traveling. um, So I wasn't at home and I had to watch the episode out at a restaurant. So I remember sitting out at a restaurant because I didn't have um, the TV wherever I was. I had to go out to a restaurant. Um, Brent was there. We were with some of our friends and we were watching my episode. And I remember like it was a real struggle to get them to put the episode on. And then once we did, we were trying to get them to put sound on. And they were kind of like giving (laughs) us all these issues. And then once it was on, everybody was kind of glued watching it. And I remember I was facing the TV and somebody was behind me. And as I'm running through the city finals Dallas course, I was probably like halfway into the course and somebody behind me was talking and he was like, oh, she's just not going to make it. Like you can tell she's not going to make it. <laughs> and I I didn't say anything. Like I just sat there like the biggest smile on my face. Like, yes, I cannot wait till I freaking oh, make it. Oh, that's so awesome. And you knew, obviously. And then after I made it, I climbed up, you know, the, the the spider climb, hit the buzzer, and then you can see my face really clear on the TV. And I just turned around to the guy and just like smiled at him. And he was like, oh my God, is that you? Can we get a picture with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. It was just a really, I think it was a funny story. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. That's yeah. great. That That is a great, um, powerful moment where, you know, and, and I think it's classic, he noticed Wow, I was completely wrong because I had this assumption that this little girl was not going to make it, and boom, she destroys it. And and that's the thing is, you know, yeah, you're a female, and obviously women can compete with men, and as you've shown, do better in many cases, but you're also quite short. And so you have also the dubious distinction of being one of the smallest people, I guess the smallest person or one of the smallest people to make it up the warp wall. So you have like this double this double win where you've done this amazing thing for both, you know, shorter folks and for women. So I think, yeah, definitely a lot of people say being short and being a woman, people would say is a disadvantage. So I think that, you know, going into it, I I did have those two things. I don't want to say against me, but those were things in my head that it's hard to kind of turn off when people say those things. I think I've gotten a lot better at it, but it does take a lot of inner strength because, you know, when people, when you're coming, when I first started trying American Ninja Warrior, it was this big, huge thing that, you know, women, a woman has never completed the course. And it wasn't said 
as like a statistic. It was almost said as like a fact. Like when they were telling you this, it was like they were meaning that like that was it. Like no woman's ever done it, you know, blah, blah. Almost like it's never going to happen. And I feel like a lot of women that that gets in their head and they're like, oh, a woman's never completed it. So like if I get through a few obstacles, like hopefully I'll just I'll do pretty well. And in my head, I was just like, I am just not going to accept that no woman's ever done it. And that that's totally fine. Like, I know I'm capable of doing it and I'm not going to let your thought on that make me think that I'm not going to get to the top of it. So I think that that's a hard thing that we all struggle with, whether it's about being a woman or whether it's about some other insecurity that you might have that somebody chooses to point out at you. I think one of the things I've learned most is to not let those comments get to me and to not let other people's negativity create self-doubt in myself. You know, I need to make sure that I know what I'm made of and what I'm capable of. And I make sure that I don't let anybody else bring that down. Yeah, including yourself. And I think that you have a really powerful message. And I'd like to continue in that vein and kind of ask you, what, what would you like to tell all your fans and all the kids out there who are like, man, I want to be just like Casey when I grow up. How do they become like you, Casey? I think that I would just tell all the fans out there and especially the young kids, you know, to just never give up on yourself. I think that that's a really big thing. There will always be people that are going to tell you that you're not good enough. There are always going to be people that are going to tell you that you can't do something. And I think that it's really important to to keep that in yourself and to know that you are worth it and that those people are wrong and to not let anybody ever make you feel a certain way about yourself because everybody is here for a reason. Everybody deserves to be here. Everybody has that same shot. You know, when I was younger, I was the same thing looking up to someone saying, I want to be that person. And, you know, the hard work and the determination and believing in yourself and not giving up when you fail is a really, really important thing to be able to, you know, take that failure and take those defeats and not let it keep you down. Because if I had given up the first time I failed, I wouldn't be here right now. And I wouldn't have made that history. And I wouldn't have been able to make a difference. So I think that that's really important to really believe in yourself and not let anybody else tear you down. Yeah, persevere. And, you know, I think that another thing is you've obviously put in the hours, the sweat, the work, the blood, sweat and tears. You, you know, what does it take? What do you focus on diet, exercise? How, how, what, tell us about your training and your nutrition. Yeah, so I think that I try and for the most part, I try and, you know, eat super clean, work out as much as I can. I don't think I probably don't have like the cleanest diet of any of the ninjas. I've talked to some of the ninjas that are like, you know, super healthy. And I'm like, Oh, like, what do you have on a cheat day? And they're like, I don't have cheat days. And I'm like, (laughs) nuts I'm and like, berries <laughs> well that's why you have such good abs because like I guess I you know um and like so I, I definitely try and do a somewhat flexible diet because I feel like it keeps me on track for the most part whereas like if I go three weeks without having like something that I really enjoy mm-hmm. I feel like I'll just like go off to ri- the Richter for like three days after that and just like eat a bunch of yeah so I try and like keep it a little bit more flexible and I feel like that actually keeps me on point more whereas like if you know I'm I'm eating super healthy and then like at night I want to have like three cookies it's like okay you know have like three like little oatmeal cookies or something and like let yourself have those little things so you don't get too off track but for the most part I try and eat super clean you know stay away from anything that's processed you know stay super natural fruits vegetables anything from the earth nuts and seeds I'm I'm slightly starting to maybe segue away from eating meat 
I'm going to see how it goes. I might start kind of um, trying that out, just see how my body likes it. Yeah. I try and stay away from gluten for the most part, but it's so hard because I grew up Italian. So like pizza and pasta and everything are like my favorite, but I've done a really good job of finding like really good substitutes for all of those things. Yeah. Sweet potato raviolis are like one of my favorite things because I feel like I'm kind of having that pasta, but it's actually good for you. And a lot of gluten-free options now these days. So I usually kind of like gluten-free back and cheese is like one of my go-tos because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and it's good. It sounds like you don't torture yourself, but you try and stay healthy. Uh, do you do you drink soda at all? I don't. It's actually a funny story. I used to drink soda when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like I love. I think it's the carbonation. Like I love the bubbles. Yeah. And then a few years in a row, when I was younger, my parents convinced me to give up soda for Lent. Oh right. So I was. Uh, I was like, okay, you know. And for you know the first year, I would give it up, and then like right afterwards, I would drink soda right as soon as it was done. Yeah. Um. And then after a couple of years, I was kind of just like. Oh, I mean, I can go 40 days without it. Like I don't really need it and it's so bad for you. So I just kind of convinced myself to, to not drink it anymore. And I've switched to like sparkling water instead. Oh yeah. Or like a seltzer water. Because I think that 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 thing that I needed, obviously the sugar, but then the bubbles was really something that I kind of craved. So if I can get like a good like flavored seltzer water or like a sparkling water, I try and use that as a really good substitute to kind of help that craving. Yeah, I I have to admit the Ninja Doc partakes in the seltzer water. Yes. I love it. It's uh, No, I agree. And there's no sugar in there. Uh, And the carbonation, I I think a lot of us do grow up with uh, soda and it's just sugar water Mm -hmm. with caffeine. It's but you yep. get you get that carbonation and you kind of it, it's a it's a nice feeling. It reminds you maybe of something. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to switch up a little bit. Your thoughts are on the whole situation from last year. It was incredible. We had two winners. I think that it is really a very hard situation. I think that there's there's both sides to it. I think that something that we've always said, you know, when you kind of say to somebody like, oh, I'm an American Ninja Warrior. And I think we've all joked that, no, you're not an American Ninja Warrior unless you finish the course. You know what I mean? So I think that that was kind of something that was engraved in us. Like, you're not really an American Ninja Warrior until you finish the course because they're looking for the first American Ninja Warrior. Right. I could see how um, in some people's eyes, finishing the course makes you an American Ninja Warrior. Ah, uh, yeah. To some people, that might be why they would think that Jeff and Isaac are both considered American Ninja Warriors because they both finished the course. Yeah. Now, the word first, I think, is tough. Jeff was able to run the course first. So I think if there was like a periodically, you know, used first word, right, right. then he was the first one to get there. Now, with that, Isaac could have very well have been chosen to go first. It wasn't Jeff's skill that allowed him to try it first. Right. So I feel as though that's that's kind of more just periodically chosen. Right. I obviously Isaac was the fastest one up there and which made him the winner. So as for the first, I think that people can kind of say things and they can say it how they want it and people will take it different ways. Yeah. And I think that it, it, if it were me, I don't know if I would be able to say that I was um, just because I wouldn't want to act like I was something that I wasn't. Right. I think that the words mean different things. And I think that it's it's really hard, you know. It's so having, hard. Yeah. And having two people that made it, it's almost I feel bad, actually, because I feel like it almost it almost took 
attention away from a winner because there's it's split now someone has a favorite now who likes who so now instead of you know the winner getting all the attention getting all the views getting all the everything it was split which I feel like kind of makes it a little bit harder you know yeah no I think absolutely and it's too bad there was a lot of confusion out there uh and I think the confusion stems from the fact that as ninjas we always kind of knew the rules and heard the rules but I don't think that was just well understood in the public. They saw Jeff go up there first and complete the course, and you know, and it's very confusing. And I think both of those guys are obviously amazing athletes. They're obviously both American Ninja Warriors, mm-hmm. and it's it's been very interesting. I think you had a, some very good points in your answer. And I think I think you made a good point saying that you know. Actually, now that you mention it, that is something that we got asked a lot before there was a winner was. Well, Casey has some incredible things to say. Let's tune in next week for part two of Casey Cantanzaro. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors and hear what the Wolves have to say about Casey Cantanzaro, part one. Guys, Casey Cantanzaro. Megan, Megan, hold on, hold on. I know you're chomping at the bit. Go. I thought that was a really good interview from Casey. As I already knew, she's quite the character. She's pretty funny. Some of the stories were pretty hilarious. One thing I've always liked about her and I really respect about her is that she doesn't let people underestimate her, which is really cool. And that story about her in the bar with that guy who's like, oh, she's never going to do it is a perfect example. And I think that, you know, she's very tenacious. And I think that that's part of the reason why she got to where she's gotten. So. I don't know, a fun interview for sure. Yeah, and she has kind of a a happy-go-lucky attitude about all this, it seems. You know, it seems like she doesn't take it too seriously, but then, again, sometimes she... She kind of gets emotional, you know, when when she doesn't have a good performance. And you know, I've I've fallen, I've fallen early, and it man, it's horrible. And you have to pick yourself up and start training again for next year. Have you kind of had that experience ever, or do you feel that way ever, Megan? I mean, I think everyone's had that experience where things don't go the way you wanted them to go, or you messed up, and it's difficult. But that's sports and athletics, and that's just kind of how it goes. And you have to just keep trying hard until it's no longer fun and then there's no point in doing it anymore. So it is nice to see that it's something that affects everyone. And I really think that when that happens, it's all about how you carry yourself afterwards. And I think that she's always done a really good job with that. And you guys, I just want to just real quick, just applause for Casey Canzaro. I think she's amazing. We always hang out too. For those of you who haven't been on the on the show, and for the, those of you that are not ninjas, when we're all there, you know, a lot of us ninjas kind of have our groups that we go hang out with. Um, we love going and hanging out with Casey. She's always fun. She's got a smile on her face. I've never seen her in a bad mood. So She's a jokester, too. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's got a good sense of humor, for sure. Oh, oh my gosh. And when we do go out, you can tell. People recognize her. You'll hear, like... Casey! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the only time I really see Brian look all depressed and sad. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? No, listening to her talk, it it made me think about World Cup rock climbing and Ninja Warrior. And I was thinking, I wonder if eventually they'll have a split where there's two different, like, male and female courses where they're playing more to the male strengths and more to the female strengths. So they're not necessarily harder, but they're just different you know the ma- the guys aren't competing on the same thing girls are on 
I, I don't like that. It's the whole aspect that the women can compete against the guys because there's some things that just fit women that don't fit us. I mean, let's face it. I I can't hold on super small holds like Megan can. I mean, she's just better at it. That's okay, true. And everybody out there, if you guys want to see the battle of the century, on our show notes, we have a video of Brian Arnold versus Casey Catanzaro. Oh, man. Arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, epic. Yeah. It's pretty epic. <laughs> that was epic. Where was that? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, we were all hanging out. Uh, it was Brent, Casey. It was all of us. Um, we were hanging in. Uh, it was after like one of the city qualifiers. The Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, that's when it was. And they we, had that punching bag machine. Yeah, that was awesome. You get the, the oh, hardest on that. Didn't you hit it the hardest? <laughs> yeah. Did you kick it or something? It, yeah, Isaac injured his wrist on that. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he did. was like out of training for like a while. I know, it was crazy. He was moping around. I will say that it is fun to go at the airport to the airport with Brian. Because last time we were in the airport together, we were we were wearing Wolfpack shirts, not even Ninja Warrior shirts. And a lot of times we were keeping our head down. Because a lot of people were coming up and asking. Well, and the more people got photos, and it sort of like spiraled. Yeah, I think what happens is when we go out, and I'm sure Casey goes through this like at a different level than like we experience it. But, you know, people recognize us, and then they come up, and they're like, hey, you guys are awesome. And I, I mean, that's great. I, I agree with Casey. Usually, I love it. So if you guys recognize me out there, or, you know, any of us, I can't speak for you guys, but <laughs> come up and tell me how awesome I am. And I, I, I will, appreciate that. I will love it. I will love it. <laughs> now, Megan probably gets it more than any of us, so we should ask her. I always think it's really flattering when people come up to me, and especially if they're, like, nervous about it. I'm always surprised, really, that they would think that I, I wouldn't want to take a picture or something because I definitely never mind taking a picture or meeting new people or you know, talking to people. I've often sent video messages to people's kids because their kids weren't there. And I just think it's awesome that like in this day and age that we live in, you can do all these things to connect with people. Yeah. So I definitely like I'm with Casey on that one. I'm totally, I I, I totally love it when the fans come up and want to say hi. Megan, do you remember at this last event that we did, this is like a perfect case in point. This this little girl came up to you and she just started crying. She wanted to meet you so bad. What what was that like? That was pretty surreal. I mean, no one's ever cried when they met me. She was so sweet. I just like I just gave her like another hug. I was like, oh, don't cry. But it was just. I mean, it was pretty surreal. It was cool. I I'm just living my life, being me, and it's just interesting that I could have that kind of effect on someone. And I mean, that's really why you always want to be a good role model and set a good example because you never know who you're going to touch so I think it's important to like represent yourself well and I think that's something that Casey does well which is awesome all right guys let's get to some tips let's do some tips yeah yo I think it's really important to follow your dreams I say that a lot and I do believe that following your dreams is a way to be happy and I think we should all be happy when I was in college, I decided, like, my senior year, when I f- graduate, I'm going to be a professional climber again. That's what I want to do. So I went after that goal, and I was able to attain it, and I've been doing that for the last three years. And American Ninja Warrior was something I fell into through climbing, which was really great, and it's super fun. And 
I mean, for me, I've always wanted to be an actress, and it's something I've always said for a long time, but since sports have controlled my life for so long, I've never really gone for it, but I'm definitely trying to take steps in that direction so I can fully go for that dream now. And, you know, over the years, your dreams may change, they may stay the same, but I do think you should always go for them. Casey is such an inspiration and so interesting to listen to. And there's so much that I think of when I think about Casey, but really, she's a beacon of mental focus, which brings me to my tip. If you want to stay focused before you try an obstacle or take an exam or anything challenging, really, what I like to do is take a deep breath, bring down my energy to about 80%, and then attack. Being too focused and wrapped up in the outcome can cause me to fail or you to fail. Give yourself the best chance by relaxing, remembering you're having fun, and do the best that you can. Okay, guys, this week I want to talk about the power of being persistent. If you want to be good at anything, it takes a lot of time and effort. And for most of us, it's a lot of time. I mean, if you want to be an expert at something, you're going to have to practice for hours and hours to be good at it. I think a lot of people don't realize how much time it does take to be able to, like, reach a certain level, like to climb V7, for instance, for all you climbers out there. It, for me, it, it took me a long time to be able to get to that level. And it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, even if you're not even talking about athletics, you're talking about being good at math or something. It takes a lot of time. And just because it's taking you a lot, a lot of time to progress at something, it doesn't mean that you're not going to one day be good at it. You might be way better than the guy that instantly got up to a certain level like super fast. And it's dangerous to compare yourself to others. I find it best sometimes just to celebrate the small victories and just know that if you keep plugging along and you keep following maybe a strategy or path that you lay out in front of you, if you want to be good at something, I do that sometimes. I find it helpful. And if you make a small gain, then celebrate it and let that motivate you to show you that you're making progress. It sometimes is difficult, and that's why whenever you're working on something, say pull-ups or something, for instance, make sure you write it down and record it. And that way, it's a little easier to, to, to show yourself, be like, hey, I got an extra rep this week than I was getting last week. If you can measure it, sometimes that is the tool that you're going to use to motivate yourself to be able to see those small little victories and allow yourself to celebrate them. I hope this inspires you guys to find something that you're not good at and go out there and, and work on it. Celebrate those small victories. Well, I think Casey's inspired us all, and I really want to build on what my fellow wolves were saying about finding your passion, following your dreams, being willing to change it up, persistence. And I'd like to add determination. Determination is your grit. It's how much do you want it. It's how far are you willing to go to make your dreams a reality. You've got to want your dreams. You've got to will them into realization. You have to make them happen. You can absolutely do it. We all can. That's the beautiful thing about life is it's kind of like a big blank canvas and you're an artist. You can choose your dream. You can choose your direction and you can work as hard as you're willing to. Now, some of us work a lot harder than others 
And if you decide to be one of those people that works as hard as you can and as determined as you possibly can to make your dreams a reality, there's a really good chance that it's going to happen. Now, if you don't, if you don't try, if you don't try that hard, guess what? It's probably not going to happen. So if you want to build on following your passion and being persistent, you also have to be determined. And that's what makes a true superstar. Well, that's awesome. It makes me want to refocus and rethink and kind of keep going after the dreams that I have. I mean, here in the Wolfpack, we want to make a serious impact on childhood obesity and diabetes in this country. And we're trying hard. Trust us. Behind the scenes, there's a lot going on. We're really excited about upcoming events. Our Wolfpack Ninja Tour is going to be hitting cities all across this country with amazing Ninja Warrior obstacles and events and education and a whole lot of fun. It's going to be great. And we're coming to a city near you. Well, join us in the next few weeks. Obviously, next week, we got Casey Catanzaro Part 2. It's going to be awesome. And we also have John Stewart coming up with a great uh, interview. He, he's unbelievable. And guess who I interviewed yesterday? Chris Sharma, everybody. Chris Sharma is one of the best climbers that the world has ever seen, if not the very best climber. He's done 15C, which is a really hard climbing grade. It's actually the hardest. And he's one of only two guys to have done it. He's unbelievable, just an unbelievable guy. And we're going to have him on the show for an amazing two-part interview. And then Anthony Storm is going to be coming up. He's the executive producer of American Ninja Warrior, one of them. He and Kent Weed are just amazing guys along with the rest of the production and, and crew over there at American Ninja Warrior, who we love so dearly. And lastly, obviously, we're going to be filming Team Ninja Warrior here in a few weeks. So all the wolves are busy training, working out, and so are the rest of the ninjas, and it's going to be pretty fun. So tune into Esquire TV. Again, check ANW Nation, check NBC Ninja Warrior for the social handles, and make sure that you stay up to date on the latest Ninja Warrior happenings. Also, we have our eBooks, the Wolfpack Ninja Training Manual and the Wolfpack Ninja Cub Training Manual. Now they're available on iBooks, so if you go to the iBooks store, you'll be able to see those. There's our app, Wolfpack Ninjas, on Android and iPhone. So tune in there and see what we have to offer. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. to go PPR? No. Zan, will you let Chili out? Because look, she needs to go out, I think. Okay, she just got wet. So Thank you. Such a good boy. You guys are such good kids. No, I oh, yeah. You know, the hard work and the determination and believing in yourself and not giving up when you fail is a really, really important thing to be able to, you know, take that failure and take those defeats 
and not let it keep you down. Because if I had given up the first time I failed, I wouldn't be here right now and I wouldn't have made that history and I wouldn't have been able to make a difference. So I think that that's really important to really believe in yourself and not let anybody else tear you down. And, uh, you know, I mean, Ian has the same reaction around you. So I guess you're kind of used to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.